Shalom everybody <coughs> Parashat Beshalach Insights in the Parsha From the gems, the Mamash gems of Rav Nossin, Based on the gems and the teachings of Rabbi Nachman of Breslev uh, Rav Nossin, in his discourse In Likut Halachot He goes into the opening verse in this week's Parsha and uh, the explanation is, is unfortunately or fortunately so timing with what's happening now in this war in Israel in the free Palestine look at Rav Nossin's insight over 200 years ago on the secret behind Philistine, Plishtim okay? this week's Parsha it opens up like this first of all we're starting off that Parshat Bo ended with the 10th plague Makat Bechorot and Paro's urging Moshe and Aaron, the Jewish people, Kumu Ami. Get up and leave. Go. Go already. Take everything. You want this? You want food? We, we want you want cattle? We'll give you you want clothing, gold, silver, just take everything and just go. Okay? That's this week's that was last week's parsha. Now this week's parsha is the Jews actually leaving. The Exodus begins. So the parsha starts off. Vayi. And it was. Bishalach Paro etaam that when Pharaoh sent out the nation, obviously the Jewish nation, Elokim Derech Eretz and the Lord Hash Elokim did not lead them, direct the Jews to the pathway of entering the land through the land of Philistine, which technically is part of the Holy Land. Okay? So Hashem didn't lead them out which would have been the most logical way to lead them out through the land of Plishtim, Palestine, which is like today on the coast where Aza, Gaza, whatever you want to call it, is located the coastal part, the southern coastal part, post coastal part of the Holy Land which edges on the border of Egypt even back then, okay, that is Eretz Plishtim and logically when leaving Egypt, the closest way to enter the Holy Land is from the coastal way instead of through all Sinai Desert and etc. all that, the, the detour and everything easier is to go from the closest way is to the coastal plain of Eretz Plishtim okay, and Hashem didn't, the Parsha says Lo Nacham, and the Lord did not lead them on that pathway to the land of Plishtim to enter the actual Holy Land Kikarovu. What's the reason the Torah says that Hashem didn't do this? Because it's close. And what is it so what that it's close? Ki amar Elokim, for the Lord said to Himself, or to ever, Hashem made this statement, why? So what that it's close? Pen yinachem ha'am, bilotam milchama, v'shavu mitzayma. Because perhaps, lest the nation has second thoughts, when they see themselves fighting battle to enter the Holy Land and from fear of the battle and from chickening out and it's such an easy way to leave Egypt to enter the Holy Land so just say, ah, we don't need this, let's go back to Egypt that's the Pshat Rav Nosir opens up this, this opening verse and in a very powerful way Egypt and leaving Egypt corresponds to the domain of evil, obviously, of impurity. Like it says that the Jews reached level minus 49 of a pure impurity. And they could have reached minus 15 Egypt. But Hashem took them out before they reached minus 50. Indicating that Egypt is the place of impurity. Okay? So, so that's a, leaving Egypt is when a person merits to have 
a revelation, an exodus, an exodus, an, a, a, a boost of spirituality. A person is now on the roll. Hashem is opening the doors for a person to come back, to, to come back to Him. So, so Paro So it was when Paro, which is the evil forces, allow the Jews to leave, allow a person to leave the domain. It's called the exchange chambers. So when this happens to a person, Hashem is very careful how He deals with a person in His spiritual trek. Hashem is careful, the Lord, because it has to be very exacting here in this process, because it's very delicate. So Hashem, as the Lord, doesn't allow a person to enter holiness, which connotes the Holy Land. The idea of entering Eretz Yisrael vis-à-vis Mitzrayim is leaving the world of impurity, entering the world of holiness, Excuse me, which is the Holy Land. So Hashem doesn't let a Jew, when he wants to come back, and he's leaving the garbage behind, leaving the exchange chambers behind, and the impurity and the confusion and the falsehood of life that he was living, leaving that behind, Hashem is careful. The Lord, it's exacting now, is very careful that a person shouldn't go enter the Holy Land through plishtim. Rav Nosson says, what's plishtim? Plishtim is grammatically similar to another word in the Torah, in Chazal, in the sages' usage of this term called mefulash, in the laws of Eruvin, of halachic boundaries of Shabbat, we're allowed to walk, we're not allowed to walk. There's in discussing areas called where there's no Eruv, so you have what's called sometimes an alleyway which is called mavui mefulash, means open on one end, open on the other end. There's no like wall, it's open from end to end. And there's all discussions in the Gemara, you can see there in Masechet Eruvin, if it's Rishut HaRabim, Carmelite, whatever, it's used in whatever context it's needed to be used, okay? But the meaning of Mefulash means to be open from end to end. And Rav Nostin says, this is the idea of Plishtim. Plishtim, here, in our context in the parsha. When a Jew wants to leave the, the domain of impurity and enter the holiness, Hashem is careful not to let him do this transit from evil domain to holy domain through what's called plishtim, which means mefulash, which means just going straight up and having a spiritual high with no, with no blockages and no boundaries and no detours, just straight up. That's plishtim. And here the Torah is saying, Rav Nostan is explaining, that Hashem is careful, very exacting, to help a person for his own benefit, not to let him enter the Holy Land in, in holiness in the attitude of plishtim, where it's just easy to go in. You enter from the bottom, and you go out on the top. Like, um, like we said, it's open from end to end. Hashem doesn't want that. Why? Because it's too close. Meaning, a Jew in his process to purify himself, to come closer to Hashem, needs time. He needs time. He can't jump in. Yesterday he was uh, in pugs, in pubs, smoking Friday, Saturday night, uh, sorry, Friday night, Shabbos, and doing all that. And all of a sudden, he cut off his hair and he has long payas and a beard and he's putting on talis and feeling like a different person. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. You need a process. You need to wait. You need to master the art of waiting, which is for the person's own good. And Hashem's intent in waiting is to build up a person's desire 
and yearning spiritually to come closer. That only comes out when a person has obstacles and is detained and is pushed off and in waiting and waiting and waiting, okay? So here the Torah is saying, Kikarovu. The reason why Hashem doesn't let a person go from impurity to holiness just straight in, you know, leave here and go into there. What's the problem? He's doing tshuva, what's the problem? Let him go. No, Kikarovu. It's too close. Too close means a few things. Mainly, this person needs to be a soldier. A person needs to build himself up to be deserving of entering. And the best way to test a person is to give him to wait. Because when he's waiting, then we see who he really is. We put on the pressure cooker on a person, then we see how he bubbles up and how, we, how, how he's under pressure and waiting and waiting and how he is when he's cooking and everything. What does he do? What does a person do in that interim? Does he, does he just drop everything and blow up? Or does he master patience, which requires emuna, emuna and yearning and all these are all connected, all inter, inter, they're all interconnected, interrelated, okay? So the Torah is saying, Kikarovu, it's close, too close when a person enters the realm of holiness in the plishtim format. Because I see the reason is now the Torah is saying, okay, so what? Why do you need this patience stage for a person to develop himself? Let him just leave the darkness and to the holiness. Isn't that what you want, Hashem? Isn't that what you want? That the whole world come back to Hashem? Isn't that good? Does it make sense? And Hashem says, no. Because the Lord says that a person doesn't have the expertise of patience which Rabbi Nachman calls, in Likud in Lesson 24, he calls it the highest level, called the Keter. The highest level, the Keter, which is the gateway to holiness, believe it or not. The gateway, you need to master patience in order to enter there. Okay, so Hashem says, Hashem, the Lord said, that if a person doesn't have the patience, so then he'll have second thoughts. If now things are too quick, so when he's faced with 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 uh, with tests and tribulations and he's not holding there because he doesn't have the vessels that he did never build because he just went from one dark realm of darkness into holiness in one shot and he didn't have a chance to build himself so lest the nation has second thoughts when he sees the battle oh I thought it was so easy to be Jewish I thought it was so easy to be religious I thought it was so easy to be a Jewish family and raising a family and, uh, and now it's all it's, it's war every day every day war the Gemara says right every day every day the Yitzhara attacks a person every day and the Gemara just continues by the way and if Hashem were to save a person he would, he would fall into the hands of the Yetzirah. It's Hashem saving us, for sure. Okay? So here, though, if things are too quick, and a person doesn't build himself with obstacles, and waiting, and being detained, and detoured, and waiting, and waiting, and waiting, so when he's faced with a battle, because he never waited, Shavu Mitzrayim, and say, okay, I don't need this, the, the H with, with religion and Yiddishkeit, I'll go back to be a, uh, being a secular Jew, to being a Goy, whatever. So for that not to happen... A person needs this patience process. The patience is the greatest gift that Hashem has given in the creation, is this hamtem, the waiting. If you become a mastery of waiting, it is the strongest vessels you have to counter any test in life. Because when you're faced with a test, instead of jumping, oh, it's, it's too much for me, and you just chicken out, since you've been trained already to have the, the, the attribute of patience in your life, 
You can use it now for any test. You say, wait a second, wait, let's think this out. Let's think this out. You don't make, oh my God, you get a phone call from the bank or this, and you start flipping out and everything. If now you're so used to patience, so it comes to your aid. Wait a second, what, what's going on here? Can we take a look, please? Instead of just making assumptions, can we just look clearly? With patience, you can see that the problem is not really a problem. The difficulty is not really, not really difficulty. The challenge is not really a challenge. It's just that because of the quickness, person doesn't have a settled mind to view the reality of situations. The reality is that Hashem loves a person and Hashem will test a person but he won't test him and, uh, without him, without the knowledge that the person can pass that test. Okay? So this is one of the biggest messages Rav Nosson points out in the beginning of the parsha. Okay? And, 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 okay? And the verse goes on out, the second verse, and the Jews came out, Chamushim. Right? Chamushim, it says in the next verse, and the Jews left Egypt armed. Chamushim. It's a funny word. What's this word, Chamushim? So there's many interpretations. One is Chamushim means that the Jews left with weapons. They took with them swords and, bear and arrows and, 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 and uh, javelins and all that type of stuff to fight the eventual wars that they fought with Amalek and Sichon and Og because that's what they had weapons from when they left Egypt. But also Chamushim is like Chamesh, five. So there's a few interpretations. One is like Rashi brings out that only one-fifth of the Jews left Egypt. Four-fifths didn't want to leave. They were wicked. They, they gave up. They didn't want to believe in Moshe Rabbeinu that there's hope. They can leave and they died in the days of darkness. In the plague of the days of darkness, that's when they died. So one-fifth. There's another opinion. Don't say one-fifth. Because the verse says chamushim, which is similar to 50. Chamishim. And that, yes, this is scary, but this is what the Midrash says. That one-fiftieth of the total Jewish population actually left. When we say 600,000 men, plus the women and children coming up to over a million, okay, that's 150th of the total, the total Jewish population was over 50 million in Egypt. 49 million died in the plague of darkness. So if Nosen says that Chamushim, Chamishim, in the positive vein, also refers to the 50th gate, the 50th level. That if a person is careful not to have a plishtim attitude, Okay, he will have patience, and with the patience, he'll come to the true holiness of the Holy Land, which is the 50th gate. And we can say what's happening in the world of free Palestine, free Palestine, the deeper spiritual meaning is, is that people want a quick fix. Free plishtim. Let us have a quick fix. If it's weather in the physical world, and all the more so in the spiritual dimension, people want it easy. Don't make it hard on me, okay? Let's go. I just want to do chuva. I want to press the, draw, I want to press the button and win the lottery. Make it easier for me. I don't want to work hard. I don't want to wait. I don't have patience. So people are in plishtim mentality. They want plishtim, everything mifulash. I want it easy, I want it easy, let it be easy. I want my chua to be easy, my Judaism to be easy. I want my money and everything. So that's the message that we're hearing. Uh, free Palestine, free Palestine. It's to free the end of being mifulash. People don't want to work and earn the reward. They want it on a free platter without working and earning. They want it quick, no waiting. And the Torah's attitude is no. This week's parsha, no. Hashem said, knows what's good for you, and waiting is the greatest gift you can have in life. You just may say, how much Hashem, how much I'm going to wait? That's Hashem's business. You have to do your part, and Hashem will open the doors. Just you have to wait for the salvation. Like Rav Nosan once said, salvation comes to those who wait for it. You have to wait for the salvation. Everyone, okay? It's a, it's a test for everybody. And the key is you have to wait and wait until they open the doors. Shabbat Shalom. Thank <laughs> you.